All right. Well, welcome back. So uh, as we mentioned earlier, we are uh, we are currently. Are we good, guys? Okay, good. So as we always mentioned, we have our we have special guests today. So uh, Sean and Scott. Well, obviously, how are you guys? How are you guys doing? Great. So Great. thank you for being here. So today we have uh, we started a bit talking about uh, the subject today, but right before getting to it, I want to know. I want well, we have here the rookie rookie-ish <laughs> and the experienced one the the veteran how this does that team work out uh, how do you guys started this whole journey well uh, my journey began uh, almost 22 years ago yeah as a young kid pretty fresh out of university had no idea what i wanted to do um, and my mother had been a successful real estate broker for probably 10 years before uh, before i joined and uh, she was at the point where she was growing and she was extremely busy and she was looking for some help and uh, the sort of stars aligned, I guess, if you, uh, if you will. And I decided to take the real estate course um, with my father at that time, who was okay. also going to join the business and help. And, um, and the rest is history. As they say, I, I joined my mom as a, as a partner. Um, sadly, my father developed Alzheimer's shortly thereafter, so he didn't, uh, didn't join the business. Okay. But my mom and I had a very successful partnership for a number of years, and uh, and then the team grew again. It's uh, just sort of organically, not nothing by design. Uh, my sister then reached out and said she wanted to uh, become a real estate broker, so she took the course, joined the team, and then we had a team. We went from partnership to a team. Amazing. Then my younger brother joined, and uh, we did that for a number of years, um, and it was uh, it was pretty wild. It was a you know, for lack of a better term, we were a little bit of a chaos agent team okay know? we didn't really have systems in place at that time we didn't design this business and scale it um, it was kind of design. organic it was an organic growth and we were just kind of learning as we went and back then in those days there weren't a lot of real estate teams so there weren't a lot of places to learn about you know some of the best practices for for a team and and my mother and i were, were not really experienced in growing a business so uh, we got to the point where we grew and grew and grew, and uh, and then we were you know four basically four owners, four partners in that business, and um, eventually we sort of realized that we wanted to go in different directions. Right. I had a different vision from where I wanted to take uh, my career uh, from the rest of the family at that time. So a few years ago, um, my wife had joined the business, um, so she was working on the team with us. And we, uh, we made the very difficult decision to part ways with uh, the rest of the family and started our own small little team, the right. Windsor Group. And uh, and shortly thereafter, Scott uh, and I had been talking about real estate for years. I'd been trying to recruit him for at least a decade. and Because uh, you're kind of the outsider-ish. Yeah, so uh, I, I was watching all this going on as the oldest uh, sibling. And uh, I'd come from a marketing and sales background I'd worked in high tech uh, during the dot com uh, bubble okay. right yeah. around 2000 there, and uh, you know went through a few layoffs during during that period and, and upheaval. And it was after that point I decided, you know what, I think uh, there's a need for the type of marketing consulting that I felt was lacking in uh, in the market at that time. And I decided to go out on my own and become a consultant uh, at age 30, which was kind of uh, ridiculous. A lot of people told me you can't do that. You don't know anything. And, um, <laughs> but I, I managed to make a go of it and, uh, you know, ran my own marketing sales consulting nice. uh, company for 15, 16 years. And along the way, like Sean was saying, you know, he started, you know, coming to me 
and uh, we started having a lot more discussions about you know, how do you systematize this business? How do you how do you grow it to the next level? And uh, I liked how he was thinking, and he obviously sort of uh, liked some of the ideas that I was proposing at that time. And he said, "I think you should uh, you should get your license and come and join us. We could." Really knock the top, knock the socks off this. Because you guys are, you guys are brothers. How do you feel that your relationship kind of evolve by being in business together? Yeah, definitely. I think I could speak. Well, I could speak for myself at least to say that we've become much closer. Yeah. Uh, since working together, I think we we really feed off each other. I think the energy and the the the, um, the sort of excitement that we generate for not only us but the rest of the team is really cool. It's nice to, to work with family in that regard. That you know, you know, there's always someone that that you can really uh, inherently trust and uh, is there to look after your clients when you're away and that sort of thing. So yeah, it's been it's been uh, really really good for our relationship and it's been a lot of fun. I had a, had a blast at it. And then my got my daughter on the team as well. So it's a real family affair <laughs> once again. Yeah, I would, I would say the same thing. Yeah, I have a question. Um, how does his experience and his background? change the dynamic of the way you were doing business previously to now how you're doing it now great question well you know back in those days i was i was a little disillusioned with real estate i was i was burning out you know i was very reactive um i didn't have a plan in place so by by bringing scott on and, and some of his advice uh we sort of looked at how can we systematize things mm. so how can we separate sales and admin uh i'm a I consider myself a pretty good salesperson. I'm an awful admin. I, I, I used to try and do all my own paperwork. I was trying to do it all. And all of us on the team at that time, the old team, we're all doing our own everything. We were doing our own sales, our own admin. Uh, we were, we were co-marketing, but I realized this is just not sustainable. You know, I was getting exhausted. I was working seven days a week in evenings. Um, and I was at the point where I almost left the business at one point. Oh, really? So by, yeah, I was just burned out. I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. It's it's too much. Um, and so by by this, you know, in discussions with Scott about how to build a business rather than have a job, uh, it really. And then at the same time, I was you know I was fortunate enough to sort of get into some of these really amazing mastermind groups that Royal Lepage mm -hmm. has across the country, the Chairman's Club groups, yes. and uh, started to feed off. And, and I hired a coach. And from there, it was just a slow progression. I'm not a very quick learner. So it took me a long time to figure out all these sort 22 of years? 22 years <laughs> to put the pieces together. And I'm still learning every day. But uh, it was, it was you know, figuring out how to run it as a business, right? not as a job. Be a business owner. Think like a business owner. Um, how to be different in our marketing. That's where Scott's real, like, uh, that was his, I guess, his magic power was how to market and be and, and differentiate ourselves from our competitors. Mm -hmm. um, so that was, yeah, definitely a huge help in, in having Scott's experience there. So the you had to hire a coach. Did the coach really give you something that you found that you were missing? Or yeah, the coach sort of uh, opened me up. I mean, the coach was was great because he ran a very successful real estate team in Ottawa, a huge team. <clears throat> he was where he had been where I wanted to go. So he sort of had, was able to give me a little bit of a roadmap of here are the things you need to put in place. In order to get from a million to three million or from two million to four million these are the kind of things you need in terms of admin in terms of you know uh, financial planning that's a huge one it's right. something that i didn't have experience in and he walked me through a lot of these steps and sort of gave me a little bit of a roadmap as to how you know you wanted to sort to start to reorganize reorganize the business 
So we we you talked about financial planning. We talk about building a business, but you guys wanted to talk about um, retirement. Yeah. How yeah. and and I want to I want to ask how do you as an intro as entrepreneurs how do you think about retirement? I it, it, I feel it's like two different worlds. Uh, when you're an employee, well, you, the first thing you want is to finally retire. But as an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, do you want to retire? Do you want to stop? Well, I think yes, you want to stop. I think as an entrepreneur, it's yeah, I don't think you ever really truly quote unquote retire. And again, what's the definition of retirement? Right. I mean, do you cease all activity and you're on the golf course? Um, I think personally, everybody thinks about the golf course when they talk about retirement. Well, you know, personally, I don't think I'll ever I would ever fully you know, until I'm not physically able or mentally able to to be involved in in what I love, which is real estate yeah. in some capacity. But I think uh, it's more what I like to call succession planning. So it's looking ahead saying, okay, you know, from in my case, I'm I'm now almost 47 years old. Um, I don't necessarily want to be doing the things that I'm doing now. Uh, in 20 years, I want to start to think about how my role in the business is going to change. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that a lot of um, older real estate professionals have missed the boat on. Um, I know through COVID, a lot of older uh, brokers left the business. I think the the way that the business has evolved with technology, um, a lot of the, the older solo realtors, maybe are finding this market really, really difficult. Right. And I think it's, it's a shame that you've built a fantastic business for 20, 30, 40 years. You've got this amazing database, these clients that are calling you as their real estate professional to this one day, just say, I'm going to hang it up and the whole thing is gone. And you don't have a plan yes. to essentially, what are you going to do with that database? There's That's... value in that database. Yes. So by having a succession plan, and I, I started to think about this and looking at my own mother, who's at that stage now where she's easing out of sales, but likes to be involved. Mm -hmm. And what's the succession plan, right? So I think there's a plan. And if you put a plan in place early enough before you're a senior, you start to think about these things and say, you know, if I want to ease out of the business, um, even if I'm a solo realtor and I have a great database, Maybe the plan is in, in, in sort of talking to realtors and, and other people. And I, I read a great book, which I can share with the audience. Yeah, it's okay, called Succession Planning for Real Estate. It's amazing. I recommend everyone let's, to pick, pick that one sure up. Make sure uh, we write it down in the, uh, in the notes. Yeah, it's written by a husband and wife team in the U.S. with Remax. They're, uh, they're, they wrote this book about succession planning. And essentially, they're a young team and they have absorbed the database of older real estate professionals. And what they've done is gone through a plan where you you bring the soon to be retired broker onto the team right and you then have a, a plan in place where the new team is introduced to the older retirees soon to be retired database whether it's through client events and then there's a referral system in place so all the business right. that comes from that database uh, goes to the young team the young team runs with that obviously nurtures that database and there you've got recurring revenue right through your retirement. How early do you think you have to get into that process, that thinking of, you know, getting, getting a plan set up? I think you should start as soon as possible. I mean, there's, it's, it's never too late to start, but it's, it's never too early to start either. Right. You want to start thinking about that um, because you, you mentioned, you know, what is, what is retirement? What does that mean? 
it's different for every everybody. It's different for everyone. Right? I think ultimately what it means is freedom. It's the freedom to do what you want when you want. And as Sean said, you know, he enjoys many, many parts of, of real estate and may not enjoy certain other aspects of it that he may want to scale down as he as he gets older, but still maintain things that he enjoys. And to do that, you know, if you're a solo broker on your own, it's it's extremely difficult. Of course. Whereas if you leverage the contacts and the network that you've built up uh, over those years and then use it, you know, partner with with a team or another broker to be able to leverage the value mm. of that network. That's, I think, the key that that we should start thinking about. Yeah, I think all of us that have developed a, a database over the years would hate to see that database, hate to see those clients not be properly serviced, right? They've been leaning on you for advice and help over the years. So it would be great to have somebody to say, hey, th this person here works just the way I do. They're going to take care of you as, as well as I did. And when you need help, here's you know, passing the torch along. So I think it's just something that that we need to start all start thinking about. And, and in terms of putting the actual plan in place of who you're going to who you're yeah. going to use as, you know, as that succession plan, I think I think that's probably something you'll do a little bit later as you get, you know, maybe five years out. Right. From wanting to 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 ease out of the business. And, and some people just decide, like, I'm done. It's been 35 years. I don't want to see another client. I, I want to. So, you know, if you if you have a couple of years where you've partnered with a young team and then hand off the reins and you can take off to Florida and go play golf. <laughs> hey, some people that might be great for some people. Some people might have been waiting for that. So I think there's different ways to look at it. Right. Different ways to compensate someone that's easing out of the business. But I think it's just something that, you know, would you say in terms of when you actually get out of the business, do you have to have a certain amount of management to say that you got to manage the database to make sure that the clients that you have or that you build? They don't just take and do deals without you finding out that those deals are being done. A hundred percent. I think the most, one of the most important parts, and that's touched on as a chapter in the book on that, that's really helpful is you want to make sure that if you're going to be handing your database off, how is that database being managed? How are those clients being nurtured as mm -hmm. you've done for 20 years, staying in touch with them, having client events, uh, making sure that the database isn't just forgotten. Um, but so, how do you, how do you make sure of that? Well, if you put a plan in place where you're there's there's a there's a monetary um, arrangement, right? And the and the the, the team that's going to be taking your database over is going to be generating income off that database. Uh -huh. And there's certain you know there's certain criteria that you want to hit because um, it's a form of acquiring that's a right. business. Just like I used to advise my clients who are small business owners, right? Well, the business isn't worth much if you're not there. A lot of business owners were like that. They were the ones, they were the owners, they were the top salespeople in the company. And as soon as they got hit by a bus tomorrow, there's no more business. It's over. So how do you create this system in your business where you don't need to be the one uh, dealing with clients every day, where the business runs without you? Well, we can have that same philosophy and approach in real estate to be able to make sure that whoever's dealing with your clients is dealing with them the same way you would, giving the right. same level of uh, yeah. of service and expertise and that's where as sean said it makes sense. systems it makes sense to really uh pre-qualify who you're going to partner with well in advance to make sure there's a good fit yeah and, ra and rather than just sort of handing it off and walking away i like the idea of doing it together for yeah. a couple of years right and that way the clients get to know both you know so the client doesn't feel like they've been handed off they really feel like there's a smooth transition there and for younger brokers it's just as valuable because just the same way I'm, I'm the rookie, right? 
I'm learning by osmosis just by being out and and you know, watching course. watching how Sean's working. So my my um, learning curve was dramatically shortened, right? Coming into you know I was a rookie in real estate. I had a lot of other experience that really helped me in this business. But being able to to take a, a veteran uh, experience broker and uh, a younger broker and put them together, your learning curve is gonna gonna skyrocket. All right, we we gotta go to the uh, um, our crown projects. So Meller Group is in uh, new construction, as uh, as we mentioned few uh, few as uh, officially in the, um, the last few weeks. So please listen to our next video, and we'll get back to you in a few seconds. I have a question for you guys how you you talked about the young broker the young broker how does the young broker approach a team or more more veteran team and to kind of create that relationship to eventually um you know bring value to the table but also build and acquire that business well i think there's a few different approaches there's the there's the sort of uh mentor system where uh, a young broker would come in and and work with a more seasoned broker yeah uh in a mentor position and generally some of these setups where the the you know the, the junior broker will do a lot of the the grunt work of course but in in return they're learning a ton from an experienced broker and there's generally some sort of a commission split that uh, they work out um and then there's jo joining a traditional team whereas you would come in and you'd, you'd want to seek out a team that you feel um is working uh you know obviously with integrity is successful is yes. working in a market that you have your eye on perhaps and you realize there's going to be a ton of value as scott said in that learning curve coming into an experienced team i i know we've got mark on our team who joined uh, joined this year uh, you know relatively he's got a, a year of experience before on his own yes um you know i think his learning curve has been fantastic and so there was there's a lot of time in vetting who you want and and figuring out what it is you're looking for are you looking for just a mentor for some time or do you like the the idea of working in a team environment i think that's very different uh, i think working in a team environment a lot of people gravitate to that they like the idea of having a having teammates not doing it all on their own yeah um so yeah a couple of different approaches there we have a question here from uh, Pat patricia that's asked uh, do you think do you think you need to be wealthy to have a happy retirement uh i think you have to be wealthy in terms of your personal relationships i mm -hmm. think you have to have a, a a good family or friends that you want to have a social network is very important in terms of money um certainly i think it, if you want to maintain the same type of lifestyle uh that you have now uh you're, it's going to require income but that's all relative um some people uh, are comfortable to move down to south america and live on the beach <laughs> uh, and not spend very much money 
But I think uh, generally speaking, if you're wanting to retire and live uh, here in, in Montreal or in any of the big cities in Canada, yeah, you certainly need to be cognizant of of building a retirement nest egg for sure. What about you? I would I would agree 100% with that. It's it's all relative, and it's it's uh, what you what you think uh, your your retirement needs to look like, and then making sure you've planned uh, appropriately to be able to fund that retirement. Right. And, and I think we need to advise people that you need an expert to help you with this. You know, I've got a great financial advisor who I I was late. You know, early in my career, I spent everything I made, and I wasn't very good at saving. Okay. And at you know, sort of thirty years old, sitting down with him, going, "Okay, what do you want your retirement to look like? When do you want to retire? And what is your lifestyle like now?" And I, he's, "How much do you think you need to retire?" And I throw out a number, and he goes, "Well, you need about three times that amount, right?" So when you start to really break it down, what the cost of retirement is, it can be a bit of an eye opener. So. Uh, the advice is save and paying, a lot and paying save yourself early. first, pay yourself first <laughs> and paying yourself first. I think that's a good one because we often kind of forget or understand that finance, finance well, especially yeah. in our industry where it's cyclical, right? It's, it's comes and goes. It's not like a steady, a steady paycheck. Steady paycheck so. Exactly. So we have a few comments here in there, uh, on Instagram. We have Jess Tremblay that says very inspiring. Um, Sean. So I think you were related to uh, the, the, the comments earlier. Uh, that you're making uh we have sam one of our newest uh she's one of our members and becoming a broker uh you don't stop maybe just slow down secession plan for real estate as for secession plan for real estate agents so a bit like you guys are, are mentioning absolutely um yeah. steve tacker says the uh, killer brody's looking good sounding good <laughs> <laughs> thanks steve so do we have other questions? Uh, I actually ahead, have a question. It's a little bit off topic, but it's pertaining to what you said earlier about working in teams. I know that it's controversial because a lot of people don't want to work in teams because they think that it'll dilute either what they're supposed to do or once they decide to leave the team, they've got to start over. Mm -hmm. What is your aspect on that working in teams? Well, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I think the, the age of the solo real estate broker is going the way of the dodo bird. Oh, really? I do not think in 10 years, uh, less, five years. In fact, in our market, I think it's extremely difficult for a solo real estate broker to compete uh, at a high level with the um, power that a real estate team uh, brings to the table these days. Um, I think you just, you cannot be in five places at once. You cannot be an expert marketer admin, salesperson. Um, you, I, I think the, the teams teams are, are here. They're here to stay. I think it's the future of real estate. Um, I think that fear, um, you know, I, I think it's a legitimate fear if uh, you join the wrong team. Mm. I think there has to be a culture fit. I think you need to be coming in a, you're coming from a, a place of wanting to learn. Um, and not all teams are created equal. Um, some real estate teams, uh, you're, you're totally right. You know, you get in there and you don't own any of your clients and you, you know, if you leave the team, you're back to square one on your own, but other teams, uh, I think some of the teams that are doing it very well and have very high and long retention, uh, for their team members are doing things really, really well. They're empowering their team members to develop their own personality within the team. Like for example, in our team, all the brokers have their name on the sign. It's not just Sean Brody. Mm -hmm. You notice the team is not just me. Um, we, we, we purposely did it that way. We want to empower everybody on the team to grow their own business. And by working together in synergy, 
and having the, the, the amount of sales volume that we can do where we can afford to hire admin and give this fantastic client experience, um, I just don't see very many solo real estate brokers being able to compete, um, particularly going in for a listing in this competitive market right now. What we can deliver in terms of our offering as a team, um, I think it's uh, I think it's something that young brokers should definitely look at. And and gaining that experience is totally invaluable. But Scott, it makes it harder to scale, though. I mean, like if you're not in a team, because if you think about it, if you're going to do a visit on the weekend, how many clients can you have? Can you actually handle at the same time? Absolutely. I mean, you you've got to do. In my opinion, you've got to do it one of two ways. You got to go in as a solo realtor and grind your way to build your own team. Okay. From the ground up. And that requires significant amount of capital, time, effort. Uh, it can be done. I mean, we've done it. We, we've built the team, but there's a, there's a very, as Scott said, the learning curve and the mistakes that are made when you're trying to do it on your own um, versus joining a team where the systems are there and there's an established market and a client base. Um, you know, I, I think there's huge power in that. And just speaking from experience, you know, being on my own for 15 years as my own, you know, uh, consulting uh, firm where I had outsourced providers, but not, um, you know, employees. Uh, that's the one thing that I found I was lacking was that team environment, somebody to to bounce ideas off of, somebody to give a different perspective on things. And there's huge, huge power in that. You know, everybody brings different uh, skills to the table, and uh, and being able to to leverage that is is huge. But you know, a lot of uh, entrepreneurs or young entrepreneurs, young brokers, they go into real estate or any type of entrepreneurship uh, journey because they want to feel that they have their own business or they want to do their own their own thing and be their own boss to, to, to manage their own schedule, manage the whole thing. Do, do you feel that uh, when you join a team, you don't get, you might not get as you, you kind of have that, uh, you come back to a, an employee mentality. No, I, I think it depends on the, extent? I think it really depends on the team. I think okay. some teams do run it exactly that way. Top yep. down mentality, old school, like I'm the boss, everyone works for me. And I think there are some teams that are very collaborative and are very much encouraging their team members to be just as successful, if not more successful. Like for me, I get, I get, I get off on just watching these guys make sales and do well and yeah. grow and do better and better every year. And um, so I think, yes, you can, you can build it. If you're a young entrepreneur and you're a go-getter and you can build it from the ground up, I think that it, it can be done, but it's extremely difficult. And you can build a business within a business, like True. The, the term, you know, entrepreneur, not necessarily, you don't have to be on your own to be an entrepreneur. You can be an entrepreneur working in a company. You've got, you know, entrepreneurs you yes. know, that are, that bring that same mindset, yeah. but you have to have that culture and philosophy within, within the company where they're allowing people to create, to be innovative, right. to, to bring new ideas to the table. And if you're, if you're working in a team environment like that, it's it's super powerful yeah we have here a, a comment from uh, sam again uh, on instagram that says i believe you you just settle a lot of new brokers anxiety about teams anxiety yeah settle their anxiety yeah yeah i think you, you just you know the teams i think get a bad rap because uh, as i said some teams are, are are they're not all created equal but i think it's uh i think it would be 
would be foolish to ignore the fact that you know it might be it might be the right fit for somebody not for everybody but um, to say that I don't want to join a team because I'm going to be an employee um, yeah I think it depends on the team very much so you you mentioned earlier you were a solo partner for the longest time um, now joining yes your brother in a journey that you, you, there was a good fit wasn't there a bit of a challenge also for you to for sure. to go from 15 years by myself deciding everything and from becoming a partner with a brother absolutely that's that was part of the learning curve part of the growth um that i had to you know realize that i was a i was a rookie right yeah i was a, i was a white belt and that mentality <laughs> just like in martial arts you know you're always a white belt because either you're going to be humble in life or life is going to humble you, right? You're going to be humbled by it. And I think having that mentality really helps. I'm not an expert. I've got experience, but I'm constantly learning, growing and, uh, and acquiring new uh, information every day. So if I can partner with somebody, I'm just going to be that much more effective in, mm -hmm. in everything I do. So yeah. that's the way I looked at it. I think that, a really good answer. I mean, I can't really uh, <laughs> say anything else. But Mike uh, is happy. Yeah, <laughs> Mike is happy. Well, and if, and if you were to look at Scott's numbers for his first year in the business, you would agree as well. He did extremely, extremely well as a salesperson. That's 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 great. Sold that's, a lot of real estate. So yeah, that's amazing. Proofs yeah. in the pudding there. Well, <laughs> but again, he was pretty smart, so yeah. that helps. But again, it would would not. I can gar almost guarantee that never would have happened. If I'd been on my own, on your own, no way, absolutely no way. The amount of times, you know, Sean jokes about it. He used to answer the phone, real estate hotline, you know, was like, <laughs> was, you know, Sean, what about this? And, and then he got wise from, from, from a manager perspective. And he started challenging me and saying, mm -hmm. no, 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 I'm not going to give you the answers. You need to come to me with what would you do in that situation? Bounce it off me. And I'll just give you my perspective on, on what I think. Yeah. And that was huge because that really helped me think through things on my own as a as an inexperienced broker, as a rookie, and then come to him saying, well, here's here's what I was thinking. And he would say, well, did you think about this? What mm -hmm. about this angle? Ah, yes, you're right. I didn't think about that. And then when you're going through it yourself and you're actually experiencing these things, I mean, everyone knows, you know, you learn about it in the textbook, you're, you're doing it at the, the at real estate classroom, you forget it uh, a month after you've done. And then when you get into it in a real life situation, then you remember it for the next 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's going to stick. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about uh, culture, company culture. And uh, here we have Sam uh, that, uh, and I know, I know you guys are also very strong on um, company culture. Uh, Sam on Instagram says, uh, finding a team that meshes well with your country, your culture, your identity. How do you guys manage to um, build or, or, or start that culture within your team? Yes, within your company, but also within your team. And yeah, I think wanted to. It, it, it. it started with us as a team, a brand new team, sitting down and saying, you know, what do we want to be? What, what do we, what's our purpose? Who do we serve? Um, what are our values? What are our core values? You know, is it, is it profit or is it treating people with integrity? And are we playing the long game or are we playing the transactional game? And all those answers became very clear. We were playing the long game. 
We are not transactional brokers. We are looking to build lifelong relationships with clients. And to this day, 70% of our business is repeat and referral um, because of sticking to those principles. And then internally, the culture within the team is, you know, everybody is encouraged to come with ideas, as Scott said. Um, this is not team meeting is not team leaders sitting there and telling everybody what to do. It's go around the table. And what, what do you think? What are your ideas? Has anybody got an idea of how we can streamline this process? Mm. Did you have a problem with a file last week? Let's all talk about how we can solve it. It's this collaborative culture uh, where nobody is the boss. We are working collaboratively as a team. Some of us have more experience than others and we're solving problems together. And, and and she's 100% right. Finding the culture fit, I think, in any business is absolutely imperative. I, I mean, couldn't agree with you more. I think yeah. that from top to bottom, you know, treating people equally and giving them a, a voice helps you a lot. Because yeah. sometimes people are at the bottom and they don't necessarily have a voice and they're either intimidated or they're afraid to say something. And the fact that you can hear what would make their life easier makes your job a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. Also. You know, that's where the best ideas come from. Yeah. Is when you, as soon as you think you're smart, you're you're done because you're afraid to ask questions for fear of looking stupid. Yeah. The ones who don't know ask stupid questions, which actually ends up resulting in breakthrough ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Even like our performance reviews that we do every quarter, you know, uh, they're 360. So we're, we're reviewing the, the, the team member, but they're also going to be reviewing Scott, Kim and I as, as managers. You know, yeah. so and anything we can do better as managers, what are you missing? Is there anything that we can help you with to help you grow and do better? So it's that type of culture that uh, that we wanted to create from day one. And I think that's been a huge part of our success. Well, that's fantastic. Well, fellas, thank you so much for being part of this. Uh, it was very interesting to get to know you, your best, your business, your business culture. And I'm sure uh, our audience had a, a, a lot of fun of learning about uh, your business, where you can, when we, where we can uh, find you guys. Uh, you guys on all platform, all social media platforms. Yeah. yeah. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Fantastic. And here in the elite office every day. <laughs> they are. They <laughs> are the every time. every day. So we'll make sure to uh to put your all your contact information within the if ever you guys are in the West Island um area. Uh well the Brodies are always looking to grow as uh admin anything. Reach out, we'll uh, we'll definitely put you in contact. Super. Thanks, Thanks for much. having us. Thanks on, for having guys. us. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you all tomorrow.